There was a scene, and I wanted to say it last time, the the scene where Toby gets knifed by the Green Goblin at yes. the end of the Spider-Man movie. When he gets knifed, I wanted to say to you, I thought he was going to die because you never see him get knifed in his previous movies to the same degree. And finally, the Green Goblin got him. Yeah, I thought he was going to die. he just gets back up. Yeah. He just gets back up and he's like, okay, I'm going back to my universe now with <laughs> a huge fucking puncture wound in my kidneys. And the movie is trying to say his special super healing cured him. But I thought there was going to be a greater emotional stake attached to the ending of that movie. And there wasn't. Just the other, the other Spider-Man picked him up and that was it. See ya. I mean, there was an emotional attack from the movie because obviously um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man had to make sacrifices and then deal with consequences and stuff, which was good. Yeah, but right? what happens if... Okay, we're going to layer this now. He's upset because Aunt May died. The other Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, says to him, don't do it. And he gives him that look. Okay, and it's full of subtext. subtext. Then he realizes, oh, I shouldn't do it. Then the Green Goblin knifes Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. So then the bad guy is never going to learn, but they inject him with the venom thing, uh, not the venom thing, the, the serum thing, and he's, he's normal again. But how would it feel in a cruel twist of fate to then have Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man die because he's saying, don't kill him. You're better than this, but I will die in that belief. But it didn't happen. And he's like, shit, I should kill him. Because he just killed Spider-Man as well. Even when he injects him with the serum, there's no discussion to say anything. Because if you watch it on the, on, on the replay, the character is just on his, is on his knees, just looking despondent at the floor. Because there's nothing they can do with the character. Did you notice that? He's not doing anything while the other Spider-Men are saying goodbye. What? Green Goblin? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's just right. out of focus, but he's, kneeling, he's on his knees, just still there. He just stays there for the entire scene. Even that, when they disappear back into their own multiverse. Was that like after he received the antidote though? Yeah, he's just there. He doesn't get up, doesn't join them for a hug or anything or I suppose check his could, knife wound that he inflicted. Yeah, I suppose you could be like, well, he's still obviously having the effects of the stuff he's had, I suppose. Yes, it's just weird, him there, and they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, That's okay, all. I guess. Maybe, maybe even he could be upset that he knifed him and Tobey Maguire's character dies, or he's on his deathbed but then he fades away, so it's ambiguous as to whether he survives or not. I'm just trying to make that scene a little bit, make it make it make more sense. Yeah. <clears throat> would you have been happy with him? Just Tobey Maguire. Mm. Oh, uh, it would have been interesting, but I wouldn't want it to happen. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. That's why I'm now saying if he fades and you don't know his fate, yeah. because they are talking about making a fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, what would that look like as a 50-year-old Spider-Man? Then that yeah. would be kind of interesting. He comes back and he's got a knife a knife wound to recover from just as much as the way infinity war ended and then you see the consequences of that in endgame you could do that with the fourth spider-man movie because he'd have no memory of it wouldn't he because it wipes do what their memories get wiped yeah i think so or was it just in tom holland's universe i wasn't too sure about that is it fully they get wiped now that i think about it i think it's just tom holland's universe i yeah. think because he's casting two spells yeah because um, Doctor, because Venom knows. Yeah, Doctor Octopus takes the power source as well with him. It, he doesn't give it back. He's still got oh, it on yeah, him. Yeah, I remember you said that last time. Yeah. But Venom knows who he is. And Venom yeah. survives. Okay. The other scene that I wanted to point out, or the other piece of that same scene, fighting the Green Goblin at the end, there's a poor choice of editing. And if you watch it, when he jumps down to fight him on the shield, and Green Goblin pulls out his, 
his wrist knife because he's going crazy and he whistles. He goes, <whistles> because he's like, oh, you're shit hot, are you? Come on then. But as he whistles, as William Defoe whistles, they cut away to show Tom Holland. And this is only a tiny detail, but the whistle is still there. But I think it would have been more interesting if you see the Green Goblin, William Defoe's character, hold the whistle visually, not just through the audio. Okay. And I don't know why they cut away because people loved it when he's saying, at a boy, and he's goading him because he's going 100% mental. And I don't know why they cut away in that, in that fight for the, for the whistle. I don't, it's a tiny detail. I'm nitpicking, but I, I don't know. I'm paying attention to those things now, now that I'm trying to How many times have you rewatched it? my own just, story. Just... I watched. I rewatched it. Um, I think twice. Because I've only watched it once, so I, some details yeah, I can't, can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, you know when you watch something over and over again, your eyes just look for new information. So you find out the background characters aren't actually punching each other; they're just missing each other by six inches or something, <laughs> things like that. That's why I noticed that whole William Defoe thing was just. Oh, this is weird. It takes me out of the movie a little bit. But anyway. <laughs> It's March 25th, 2022, and I'm going to ask Adam a very important question. We're going to find out if he's watched any of the stuff that he says he wanted to watch from last time. So, Adam, did you finish off watching the series called Hawkeye? Did you finish watching Wonder Fucking Vision? No. <laughs> Fuck. You know, I, I told Adam... I said, you better watch all the shit we need to watch so that when I ask you, hey, what your thoughts about it, you don't go turn around to me and say, uh, I haven't watched it yet. Let me make a fucking note here. What have you watched? Because I've been updating the notes that we share on the notes app, what I've watched, but you don't tell me what you've watched. <laughs> you know what? I actually, So we get to complain I, about it. I updated it. the note app probably like a few hours ago. <laughs> so if you look into it, there's something there last minute. At the yeah, bottom. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Toby getting knifed. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to point out to you. Yeah, yeah, okay. You watched The Batman. You rewatched Daredevil. Studio 666. Adam Project. The Boys. I haven't seen The Boys. And you still haven't seen... You haven't seen Peacemaker. Holy shit. What? Why am I watching more stuff than you again? What are you up to? You watch everything now. You never used to watch anything. Now you watch everything. I used to just watch movies. Now you... You fucking watch every series going. Yeah, and I don't even have Amazon Prime or uh, Apple TV. And I still watch it. Do you just have Netflix then? And then you just, like, get other stuff in other ways? Yeah. Yeah. I sail the seas, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's okay, though. It's, it's legal in other places. Yeah, not here, though. <laughs> I might actually quit my Netflix because they're raising the prices in America. And every time they do, I always check to see if they're raising the prices outside of America. And they don't, they don't seem to be for some reason. It's always the Americans that get bombarded with the the price hikes they're they're going to thinking about doing something with the user stuff as well aren't they like you can only use it in you can't just give your you know username and password to somebody else now it'll be like oh you can't use it there yes they're going to charge you an extra three dollars per password share thanks jesus christ i guess this is our first topic i was reading on reddit from people who said if they do this and there's extra charges of three dollars here three dollars there and you don't even get to watch the content in 4k because it's only netflix that charges extra for higher resolution then they might as well just leave the service there is this feeling and i've seen it on twitter as well there is this feeling that 10 years ago when you only had netflix everything was great you could just sign up log on 
and just start watching stuff. But now that everyone's, oh, I guess Netflix proved that streaming is a is a thing. Everyone does it, and now you've got to pick between four, five, six different services. I mean, off the top of my head, from the series that I've watched from the list, there's Jack Reacher, that's Amazon Prime. For Mankind, that's Apple TV, that's two different services. Then there's Netflix, that's three. Orville is on Hulu, that's four. HBO is Peacemaker, yeah. so that's five that we have to dip our toes in if you just want to watch one of this or yeah, a bit yeah. of that. What have you got in terms of streaming services? Just Netflix? No, I've got, I've probably got three. I have Netflix, Prime, and Disney+. Plus. You pay for all that? Um, I pay for uh, Netflix, my Amazon, and I pretty much I share Disney with my sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not paying over the odds. I'm just, it's just you know, regular amount of money. You know, it's not much. Did you notice that I didn't say Amazon? Uh, I didn't say Disney+. Yeah, Plus. I but saying that, my new housemate, check this out. How's this for getting into the into the modern world? My new housemate, he has a TV. I have a TV by extension <laughs> of him living here. Okay. And he has Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime on the uh, TV. Okay. Wow. But I don't know how to work a TV. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you serious? I haven't used one in <laughs> decades. It's been that long. You don't know how to use a TV. So he had to show me how to, how to turn it on with the PS4. That he's got here yeah, as well. Yeah. So we got a little man cave going on. I'm like, okay, you got to press the, the PlayStation button in the middle. I know that sounds yeah. quaint. Got to hold it down. Turn the TV on with the remote. And, I'm, and then I'm thinking, okay, which channel do you access to get the the thing on the PlayStation? See, I don't know yeah, jack yeah. shit. Now I can build a computer. And I can understand HTML code and make me on podcasts. But when it comes to a TV, even my dad was better than me with TVs. <laughs> How uh, is it watching it? But you're like, wow, look at this bigger screen I have to watch something on. It is nice when we use it. Yes, it is nice. I was watching the IT crowd. Okay. But we don't need to talk about IT crowd, do we? It's not going to be It's not going to be relevant to most people. It's old British TV. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, live streaming services. So you pay for all those three apart from the one that you share with your sister. How much is that a month? Uh, I don't, probably like 20-odd, I assume. 20-odd quid or something like that. It was seven ninety nine for... Uh, prime but then i don't mind prime because i get you get different services don't you so i've got like i've got music i've got the streaming i've got deliveries getting to me dead quick so you get quite a lot for 7.99 and do you need deliveries dead quick yeah man, i love prime it's kind of i'm a i get a little bit it's, it's dangerous really you can just go on your app and go i want that and it'll arrive to me by tomorrow and it's like fuck's sake <laughs> so i've always got amazon really parcels coming to me like now and then if i want something stupid it'll just be like here the next day and it is guaranteed the next day just so you know while i also don't live in the world of tv in hong kong we don't have amazon prime yeah so i also don't live with this ability that a lot of people would probably take for granted i think it is varied on wherever you live actually like i think some places in america they don't get it straight away in the uk you just it's instant it's like i've ordered something before five minutes to midnight and it says oh if you order now within six minutes you'll get it tomorrow and i'm like really yeah oh, it's shit. it's mad <laughs> what do you order that you what do you order that you need so quickly? i don't know i could like <laughs> games or i can get toiletries or whatever from amazon or just anything like i can't be asked leaving the house i'll just order it from amazon let me just try and work out a scenario here you could go to bed just before you go to bed it's like five minutes to 12 you realize You've run out of Tampax. You can order some Tampax on Amazon and 
they'll get it to you like nine o'clock in the morning ready for the first bleed or something or for your girlfriend well it's guaranteed it's guaranteed tomorrow it would be like at a set time it'd just be all tomorrow but you don't have to run to the pharmacy you you and her can stay in bed and then you hear the knock at the door right tampax has arrived <laughs> why fucking tampax okay yeah sure <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> just wanted to be fucking random no, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm all into equality, it, Adam. It, I'm all into representation. It's impressive. So as, to, as, a, as a man who can transition to a woman anytime, I need to know these things. It is impressive, though. I think people here would probably take it for granted now and be like, oh, whatever. Like, they'll get pissed off if it's like two days. But it's like, seriously, it's, logistically, it's like, how the fuck do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but isn't there a warehouse just outside Blackpool? Obviously, they've got warehouses everywhere, and they, but the amount of manpower and vehicles and just everything that goes into that to go, yeah, there you go, you're going to have it tomorrow, guy, random person who's ordered it five minutes before midnight. I suppose as well, working in a supermarket, the logistics kind of do turn you on. It is a thing to think about, yeah. <laughs> it keeps me awake at night. It's dangerous, like it'll recommend you things. Obviously, these things are listening to you all the fucking time, like your Alexa and stuff. Don't say anything. And like, I, I order crap, man. I, look, look at my place. I got lights and shit. I probably got some stuff here that I don't even need. Is that a baseball bat behind you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need a baseball bat for? You don't even play it's, baseball. It's a prop from uh, Walking Dead. So, so it's, a base, oh, it's, base, but... it's a baseball bat covered in barbed wire. But can you actually use it to knock out zombies or drunks? Yeah, it's real. Door? It's a real it, baseball bat, but yeah. it's a prop. Like, it's a real wooden bat with barbed it's wire It's real, it. but the barbed wire is fake. Ah, oh, yeah. damn it. Although, it, it looks real, but you can actually get ones with real barbed wire. Well, I'm sure you could take it to B&Q, Home Gardening Depot, and say, excuse me, mate, but if I give you, <laughs> I slip you a 20, you want to wrap some, uh, some cheeky uh, extra bit of barbed wire yeah, around here? Yeah. You should do that, yeah, actually. Yeah, should I do that? And then, in case of a real zombie yeah. attack... It is actually a formidable weapon because if you've just got fake barbed wire, zombies aren't going to know the difference or care. And it will care point on, on principle. But if you've got a drunk at the door, they might be less tempted to uh, do something to you maliciously. It doubles as a feature and, you know, and home security also. So. <laughs> oh, mate, better not go in that house. <laughs> He's got a baseball bat with some scatty plastic <laughs> shit wrapped around it. <laughs> Blackpool need it how is Blackpool it's okay it's alright I'm not gonna sit here and slag it off it's alright I saw a friend actually from from a couple of well from several years ago who I used to work with in Asda he was quite like a bit of a a troublemaker sort of young lad you know he seems to have moved on with his life he lives in like Greece now and he's got a girlfriend and they own like a farm in Greece and he's just he's turned into this hippie like sort of namaste sort of guy who loves everything about life and sees the positivity and everything jesus christ you've changed <laughs> yeah i just I, it was just a, quite a change in character uh, i hadn't seen him in years and he just randomly popped into the store and i was like wow hello i noticed you said the word young lad yeah are you, transi- are you transitioning are you accepting your fate you're growing old well, into an older man, obviously. A wisened, seasoned yeah, I'm, gentleman. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm old as... I'm old. Well, I consider myself still young, even though I'm crying every night because I'm 40 fucking one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, we are old. Well, we're older, but I have actually found myself using that younger guy, those two words, that, or sorry, three words, that younger guy, or the young boy over yeah. there. 
I've started using those words because I've had to separate myself on some level yeah. to those other people. Yeah. But it pains me to say those three words. Yeah. Because I'm sure, relatively speaking, somebody who's 60 or 70 will say to us, those, yo- those young lads over there, they do a fine podcast. It's a very stand-up show. And then I'll be happy with that. It's thinking, yeah, I, I am a... I'm, I'm a, a young, young lad. lad. I am still young. I still feel, I don't feel my age. I don't feel like I'm approaching 40 years old. It's weird to say out loud and then to think about and try to like get your head around it. Because I'm sure it's the same for you. It's, like, it's, it's crazy. It's just the time seemed to have like just flown. Yeah, in part. I remember when I used to work in the supermarket in Wales, there was this manager who, who didn't seem to understand. You know, when you say to somebody, well, no, sorry, when you acknowledge somebody. When you acknowledge someone and you say, uh-huh, uh, and they have specific, spe- specific meanings, he always said, what? <laughs> he didn't seem to understand what I meant when he said, Jono, and I said, uh-huh, what? Yes. <laughs> maybe it's the Welsh in him, I don't know, or maybe he just had bad hearing, but I remember him saying to me one day, because in Wales they say boyo mm-hmm. and lad, and he actually turned around to me and said, you know, one day, no one's going to say that to you anymore. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's right. But no one says boyo ever since I left fucking Wales anyway. No, I suppose they won't there, will they? No, they say something like panyao. <laughs> There's a bit of Cantonese for you. They say panyao, which means, which means friend. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It's better. Yeah, so that's, but that's how that... Yeah, it's better than the other. Yeah, it's very nice. What, Whoa, boyo? It's better than anything negative they could say to you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so is there anything on this on this list where we've aligned and we could talk about something that we fucking watched or have we just gone our own separate ways i think we have gone our own separate ways because i've watched batman and you haven't watched batman i can but i'm waiting i don't know why but this website that i use for some reason the most popular movies well when i, when I say most popular i mean spider-man and batman they release a cam version but everything else is hd so I'm waiting for the HD version of the Batman. So I could have watched it, but I already, I've already been shown that it's, it's a movie that's very dark, and I can't imagine what that's going to look like in a cam version. Yeah. That's a, could that's, be amazing, but super contrasty. That's a good point. In a, a cam, uh, yeah, I don't know how that would work. I mean, you could talk to me about Batman, and it's not like you're going to withhold any spoilers that are going to fundamentally change my life about Batman. I kind of know... The ins and outs, because I've listened to some reviews, yeah. just talking about the the way it's been written, the politics of today have been inserted into it, all that jazz. Is it worth the three-hour runtime? I feel like they could have shaved 20 minutes off it, probably, and it would have been okay. It started out really good, like it starts out really well, and then like in like the, just, just past the start, it gets a little bit, it, it drags on a little bit, then the middle picks up it starts getting better and then the end is where everything comes together and it's quite all the action is going on it is a, it is a little, little bit long right. in places and i did feel it in the cinema a little bit thinking okay there's a lot of walking around and then too much figuring out shit I, the detective aspect of him doing detective stuff is really good but sometimes he'll be like but sometimes it's really good like he'll be like really smart and then in a couple of extra scenes later on it seems like he's just fucking stupid what well, doesn't translate very well <laughs> but okay. it, it is a good movie I, d- I did enjoy it and i'm looking forward to it being a trilogy if they're going to make a trilogy of it 
And Robert Patterson is good. He's he's good as Batman. The Bruce Wayne needs a little work, I'd say, because it's only it's his second year as Batman. So I took it as his Bruce Wayne was still sort of brooding and sort of mulling over his parents' death, being raised by Alfred sort of thing. He doesn't like to go outside and be in public. He's doing this whole vigilante thing. Okay, I can I can get that. I didn't like the emo look with the long hair over the fucking eyes and shit like that. And every time he would be coming out as Bruce Wayne, he looked like just white as a ghost and not really, I don't know, not very Bruce Wayne-y. Like, you, you know Bruce Wayne to be quite out there and outgoing and a big character. Well, I've never imagined... I mean, I know Batman works at night and Bruce Wayne kind of has to sleep during yeah. the day, but I never actually envisioned... Bruce Wayne being vitamin D deficient, and I guess that's what you're... <laughs> I felt like it was a bit off, so hopefully in the second movie, his Bruce Wayne's like more developed and they have some more time for it, because there wasn't a lot of it in this. It was more Batman, which is fine, but every time you saw Bruce Wayne, it was like, I don't care. I've been told there's a mention about they basically discussed race in the context of today's politics, him being a white man, the 1%. Yeah, I suppose a little bit might be considered a bit woke in terms of, oh, it's just white rich guys that are causing all the problems and stuff. It was right. vague. It wasn't really in your face. So only if you were really looking for it and looking for a reason to sort of go point the finger and go, oh, it's woke film. But it's not in your face. It's not blatantly saying this and that. Okay. I saw the posters here. They're advertising it in Hong Kong. And there's a black cat woman. And I saw some people get upset that there's a black cat woman. But I think there's always been a black cat woman. You had Halle Berry. Yeah. Then you had the one from the 60s in the TV show. She was black. So I think there's been like three incarn no, three white incarnations and then three black incarnations of Catwoman. She was quite good in it, actually. I liked, I liked the actress playing her. And I've not heard any negativity about her. I've, I've heard only positive sort of things about her portrayal of Catwoman in this movie. Right. Rather than like Anne Hathaway's, which was like a throwaway sort of version of the character, which I didn't really care for. Well, the Anne Hathaway version, they didn't say she was Catwoman in the movie, but she had the abilities, so you're led to believe it's Catwoman, and then she's got the, the special eyesight thing that gives her the ears and stuff. I actually thought she was really good as Catwoman. As a Catwoman-type character, she was serv more than serviceable. Anyway. I think you'll like this one. I think you'll like this one better. It's, she's, she is quite good in this. I do notice that, as usual, people forget history and there was a big deal or there was a mention that, oh, this Catwoman is bisexual. It's like, but so was Michelle Pfeiffer's. Yeah. That was implied in that movie. I feel like Catwoman's whole deal is like, she'll just sleep with anybody. So I don't think it's either, it doesn't matter what sex they are. Right. So why are they claiming it's a progressive win of <laughs> any kind? It's like, actually, it, 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 it's not. It's, it's just, that's just her. She's always been that way inclined i don't it's uh, they, again just forget they just forget recent history or they celebrate the fact that she's black and it's like hello halle berry and the one from the 60s well, it's like they didn't make a big deal about like back in I think batman returns harvey dent was black didn't make a big deal of it then it was just it was just there didn't, didn't wasn't even really mentioned or acknowledged so but but the actor was actually a really good actor yeah he's um he's from star wars isn't he he was he played lando yeah. didn't he yeah yeah, he played Lando. But do you know that they were setting him up to be Two-Face in a later movie that never came to be and then it was given to Tommy Lee Jones? Oh, that'd be cool. That would have been good, though. He was supposed to play. Oh, that would have been good. And they changed it. But it's nice to see that they thought about 
setting it up, even in the very first Michael Keaton yeah. Batman. Because there are some things, even though the four films got progressively worse, Commissioner Gordon was in all four films. The art deco style, they kept it, even though it was set up by, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Tim Burton. Joel Schumacher kept it. So they had this visual style that was, that was kind of consistent, unless, but obviously the writing and the acting wasn't held to the same caliber. But the Lando Calrissian guy, I, can't, I don't know his name, he should have played Two-Face anyway in the third one, as far as I know. I feel like in this new one, the actual like Gotham City, Gotham City is a character in itself. It actually feels gritty and downtrodden, and you know the architectures like Gothic and places and stuff like that. It's not just like the Christopher Nolan films where it was just clearly New York, just but with Batman in it. Chicago was it? Was it Chicago? Okay, Memphis or whatever. I think they changed had to keep shooting in different cities for each of the movies or for scenes in each of the different movies. Yeah, yeah. This one felt like really good like a character in itself the city was a living breathing sort of city that you could oh wow this is a real place like the cinematography was really good the effects just everything i don't know it was just a really well well crafted sort of movie um i am looking forward to the the other two if there's gonna be another two to go back to the to the point of wokeism there is this youtube channel that i found recently and it is called call me chato and it's set up by an ex-hollywood executive and he explains the ins and outs through the work that's being published or advertised. So if he's talking about the Lord of the Rings that's coming out soon. Are you going to watch that, by the way? Yeah. Okay, I'm not. Are you not? <laughs> but he'll explain why the trailer received so much bad reaction and why it looks so bad. It looks like a video game because he understands what's happened behind the scenes to make sure that people are doing diversity hires or they want to put their politics into it. He's a, he's a nice guy, and he, he, but he's just explaining how what's happening in the background behind you know the products that we we are going to air quotes consume. It's that's a good because you can see the view then, can't you? Of like someone on the inside, basically. Uh, that's a good actual of knowing what's going on. That'd be quite interesting to check out. Like I'd be interested in watching you know watching his, some of his stuff. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes for everyone else to listen to, but I'll send it to you in a direct message. <laughs> okay, because you're the co-host. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So what else are we going to talk about if, respectively, both of us haven't seen each other's things that we've watched? Okay, okay. so I've been re-watching Daredevil, right? Okay, so I've watched that. On the subject, on the subject of, obviously, the news, that the new show is going to happen. There's going to be a new series. It's going to have the same actor. Let's talk about that and what the possibilities could possibly be. Well, go on then. Well, I've heard different things. I've heard that it's going to be like a reboot. Or he's going to, like, they're going to start again. Or they're going to try and continue on. I've just heard mixing, sort of conflicting news articles saying what's going to happen. Obviously, it's all up in the air at the moment. And I don't know. I'm very interested in seeing where it goes. I hope it keeps the nitty, gritty art style of, like, the last three seasons. I hope it's dark still. I hope it's got the violence in it still. And the realism of, like, the fights and stuff like that. And the choreography. I hope it's got all of that, but am I asking for a lot? Am I asking for too much? I don't know. One would assume that if you're keeping Charlie Cox, then Disney, and by extension, Marvel and Kevin Feige, want to maintain the integrity of what made Daredevil really good. Because it's good, if it's good enough to keep Charlie Cox, on some level they know, this is actually good even though we didn't yeah. make it. And usually, 
when films and TV series are being produced, or even any big projects are being produced, if there's a change of leadership, the leadership typically annihilates the project because it was someone else's project and the other person might get credit for it. But if they're keeping it around, I would hope, even the director who did the one-shots, do you remember the famous corridor scene and then they did the prison break scene? Like that person cares about the craft. Is he kept in the series? I hope so, because you want that creative uh, dialogue to exist how it was in the previous incarnation of the series. My only worry is that executives at the Disney, at the Disney level of um, manipulation, they're going to come in and say, we need to make this kid friendly. And then you fucked it. Like I, Do you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Do you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass? <laughs> you don't even get that reference, do you? It's fucking wasted it's, it's on seemed, you. It sounds familiar. I just can't remember what thing it's from. Wait, is it? <laughs> nope, I can't. I'm thinking Arnie, but it probably won't be now. No, the, the big Lebowski. Oh, John God. Goodman. When he's trying to like negotiate with the, God, with the kid. Yes. And the kid isn't saying yes. anything. Do you see what happens, Larry? That is what I think. I just wanted to change up the pace of the, the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I wanted to shock you, scare you a bit. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's my thoughts. I think, I think you've just got to hope and pray that Disney just leave it alone. If the Marvel side knows to leave it alone, you just hope that they can get convinced the Disney people to leave it alone because there isn't any Marvel property that, that is for adults. Yeah, apart from those those particular Netflix shows, which I'm happy that they've brought over to Netflix uh, to Disney Plus, they are actually there in their entirety. Nothing's been edited; it's all still the same. So that yeah. is good. That's a positive sign. That's a good point. So I'm hoping that's a positive sign in the way that they're going to go with it. Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I hope they keep the other characters as well because the other ones haven't been confirmed yet. But one would assume that if he's been confirmed then the other ones will follow suit. I'm not too bothered about Iron Fist or whatever, but like <laughs> Jessica Jones, for one, I want her to stay as, her, as the character and stuff like that. Let's, let's keep that going. I hope that happens. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Oh, oh. What? What are you going to say? Uh, I was going to say something quick. Um, have you checked out the Moon Knight trailer? I saw the trailer, the first teaser trailer. Yeah. But I don't have any hopes of it being as funny as the pieces of the comic that I've seen. Okay, because that's meant to be a bit darker and a bit weird, isn't it? So I'm looking at that maybe. I'm yeah, but he's okay. dropping F-bombs and stuff, and he's drunk calling Spider-Man. Are we talking about yeah, the Yeah, Moon Knight. He, because Moon Knight doesn't give a shit, and he's drunk calling, in the, in the comic oh, I saw, is this the comics? he's drunk okay. calling Spider-Man, and then telling him to fuck off or something. Because he's got a split personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Spider-Man yeah. is saying, can you stop doing this? And he's taking <laughs> oh, the piss out that, of uh, Spider-Man, is Moon, is Moon Knight. That'd be huh? fun. That'd be fun, Yeah. Now. It would be. Uh, but otherwise, I only saw the first trailer. Is there a second trailer? Is that what you're nah, saying? As far as I know, there's only a first trailer. But I thought it looked it looked promising. I'm going to check it out. I'm quite looking forward to it, so we'll see. Not to sound ageist, but I think the guy playing Moon Knight is a bit mm. too old. Especially if this goes into... I don't. Well, then again, it, th- does that say... How, what does that say about the, the, the plan for the character? Because if the actor... How old is the actor? I don't know. I, I, What's I his know. name? Let me do a quick go- cheeky Google. He's called Oscar Isaac. There we go. He's 43. He's 43. He's not too bad. If you say so. Okay. But let, okay. Let, you so, should be like, yeah, I mean, he's a good age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be. I'm 41. 
yeah you're right no but there is a there's a perceptual there's a perceptual feeling that you get from watching these properties because when when uh, robert downey jr started he was already in his 40s i think he was 43 as well and they yeah. could only get 10 years out of him for the things okay. that they did and then they got to kill the character off but then yeah. again iron man at the time okay maybe I'm, I'm changing my mind i'm convincing myself maybe i'm wrong iron man at the time wasn't a well-known character allegedly and then they got 10 years out of him whereas oscar isaac isn't as big i would say as as uh mr downey jr and 10 years with moon knight would seem more than enough if oscar isaac plays him for 10 years then you're dealing with a 50 year old character with that kind of energy and pace if you want yeah. to be a businessman, you could. If you want to be a businessman inside an iron suit, then you can stretch it into your fifties, like Robert Downey Jr. did. But I felt the character of Moon Knight was in his mid-thirties. That's the only thing. I mean, I don't know much about the character. I, I was, just, I've, I've just did a, did a quick Google when I saw the series. I think I knew of him, but I just didn't know much of it. So I had to Google right. it to see what his origins were and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I get this. I could, I could be talking shit, but. It's just a feeling, I'm just wondering. Because he looked at Chris Evans much younger, but he didn't want to play the part anymore. So he's gone. Yeah. We've got no Captain America. Well, so we assume so far. Well, I don't think he'll be coming back. Probably not. Play, get him played by somebody else. Unless they give him a shit ton of money and go, here you go, do it again. And go, all right. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he will. There is something to be said, though, with, because, what's his name? Professor X is in the new trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I feel like there's a... See, I'm going off feels again. But there was a phase where if you wanted to be in the MCU, you had to be of a certain age. So think of Hugh Jackman. He's just too old. And he, he says so himself. I'm too old to play the part. So he doesn't get to cross over into the MCU other than tangentially through Deadpool jokes. Yeah, yeah. So you need a new one. Okay, fine. I'm sure they'll recast a new one with the same quality as, as Hugh Jackman. Whereas Professor X, played by Patrick Stewart, is such a famous character, you kind of want someone to link it back into the Fox Marvel movie universe yeah. to legitimize those like you did with the Spider-Man movies. But going forward, you need another Professor X, unless it's just in that one movie and you don't actually get the mutants and whatever. What I'm trying to say is James McAvoy, is it James McAvoy? He might not want to play the part anymore, so you need somebody else. So yes, it works in that sense because... The original character is already too old and you need a new one for the multiverse. Whereas Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Hugh Jackman, they're much younger, but purely because the role is more demanding. I mean, they don't have to sit in a wheelchair. You need to recast it. But we also live in an age of the, the face tuning technology, yeah, deep fakes. Yeah. Right. So you could have the voice work from those actors superimposed over their, well, aligned with their faces, superimposed faces over an actor's body. And then you continue in the feel of those characters who made them memorable. But there's a crossover point where either you're too old or you're just, you're just too done with the, with the characters. I think we're dealing with a lot of nostalgic stuff as well these days. So, like, obviously Spider-Man's hit a nerve, uh, the new film, and it's just, now it's like, oh, this works. So you know what movie executives are probably like now. They're probably hooked onto that and gone, oh, we can do some more with this now. So... Like like Doctor Strange now has got the trailers just throwing up references left, right, and center to you going, look at this, and look at this. And you're kind of going, the audience is like, oh yeah, I remember that thing. Oh yeah, I know that. And it's like, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an easy thing to do. And it's not bad, necessarily. 
but it's just I hope it's not overdone in too many other films that are coming. Or if we're going to go into yeah. this multiverse thing, I hope they don't sort of overdo it because it can be overdone. Like Spider-Man, it worked because it was like, it felt organic enough to work. This might be, I think this could work as well, this new, the new Doctor Strange film, but I just hope they don't overdo it. And then I hope it doesn't then go set a trend to go, hey, let's do a bunch of other movies and throw up some member berries as well. Like, uh, I want to do that. You've watched the What If series, haven't you? The Marvel What If. Yeah. Are you lying to me? No, I have. I have watched. I've oh, watched okay. It. <laughs> we never actually discussed it. I think on the podcast. Uh, we touched maybe on one it, or two I episodes think? in the beginning, but the 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 Ultron one is a character that is not human, so you can CGI the shit out of that, and Ultron can exist forever in the MCU. I really hope they bring him back. To be honest, James Spader. I really hope they bring him back. Yeah. Well, I think I think that is a way to bring him back because they've realized, oh, we've killed too many of the good bad guys. And in the comics, obviously, the bad guys keep re- reoccurring. But James Spader can still play that part, or you can buy the rights to his voice and forever have James Spader. You know, because phonetically, you can record the voice of an actor. Yeah, his voice, his voice. Buy the, you, yeah, you can buy the rights to it. Do you remember the voice of the computer on Star Trek TNG? Yeah, vaguely. Okay, yeah. well, the actor, actress who did the voice, she sold the voice work on the phonetic level so they can just create now computer dialogue forever if they ever decided to use it okay. they could do that but google own it and they, they haven't released it so no one gets it for some reason they, that's what they did so it's hidden from the public you can't crazy that they own that and they haven't even integrated it into like their 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 ai or their personal assistants or stuff like what what, why, what are they doing <laughs> yeah or released it to the into the public domain it's so annoying because software is becoming so so clever now with voice work i mean for the podcast for the audio podcast the the star trek one i'm making there's a mechanism but it's it's too it's too complicated but there's a mechanism inside the software that i try to use where i can i can imprint what i say onto someone else's voice the voice actor so it would feel like i've got a collection of different people all doing the voices for that audio drama wow. so you you could carry on ultron forever but someone like patrick stewart only his voice, you can't copy, you can't create, you can't keep him forever because I guess a likeness is, is a bit weird because he, he might die. Well, hopefully he lives a long life, but he's obviously in the twilight of his years. But imagine using Patrick Stewart for the next 50 years as Professor X. It's like, what the fuck is going on? The guy died. <laughs> and you're still yeah. using his CGI'd, his reanimated image. corpse. Yeah, his image. Just for, for the feels, the nostalgia. It's quite possible. <laughs> like the... The possibilities of like immortality now are even more outside the box, which is crazy. <laughs> who who wants to do that? How do you do that? They did it in Star Wars with Grand Moff Tarkin, the actor. They they tried to copy him and they CGI'd his face. Okay. Remember the, the guy yeah. died like fifty years ago. Yeah. And they brought him back, but they had to they had to discuss it with his estate. Yeah. But not everyone has an estate, so. Oh, they did it. They did it you... with um, Howard Ramis as well. Oh because, yeah, they did. Yeah. But yeah. does that create an extra? level of industry and income for the actors who are past their prime mm. but then they can lend their vocals and images for, the, for another couple of 10 years or whatever or even write down okay my family can have the rights to me <laughs> so then you can still have Harold Ramis and Ghostbusters 15 like yeah like if it was a case of like <laughs> the individual saying okay as a as a will thing for the family to have something your back do you know what I mean That'd be yes. nice. Think about the writing, J.R. Tolkien's writing. That's going to live forever. 
that's an expression in a sense. If you can reduce it down, I mean, it sounds really bad, but if you reduce down his expression to words and then his estate, they do, they do own his work and then they can license it out forever and ever, then what difference is it between that and then an actor giving me permission to say, yeah, you can, you can have my voice and you can have my image and likeness. So then if Marvel is still around in 100 years, they can do a deep cut reference to our grandkids and say, that's the first <laughs> Professor X. A <laughs> hundred years. Is... <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. But then how long does it go on for? That's, that's what fascinates me about this technology. You can have virtual actors mm. from 20, 30 years ago. I mean, heck, Tupac was fucking alive and kicking in a hologram form not mm-hmm. long ago mm-hmm. with Snoop Doggy Dog, wasn't he? And that yes. guy was shot to death. He wasn't even just retired or just died of old natural causes. I can't see Patrick Stewart di- dying from gang-related illnesses. You don't know. So he he's got be, time. He could be right. Yeah. <laughs> he could be wheeling and dealing on the dark streets of Lincoln. Yeah, you don't Lincolnshire know. Is, yeah, you, you don't know. You don't but know. the point is, Patrick Stewart is not going to get a cap in his ass. So he's got time to write his will out and say, uh, yeah, you can sell my license. Uh, if he gets, like, capped tomorrow, JJ, I'm just, I'm just saying it's your fault. I'll be on, be on your head. Just a poor coincidence. But you could theoretically have actors from 100 years ago playing the same role forever. And the likeness is passed down through the estate of that particular actor. When does it end? You don't ever need... In fact, if anything, Hollywood could say, you know what, we're not hiring anymore. We've got all the best actors in the world ever. Once, you know, we peaked at Arnold Schwarzenegger. We don't need any more Austri- Austrian uh, Germans. We've got the best one. So we're going to make Terminator 54. <laughs> I really wish they'd stop making fucking Terminator films. <laughs> if that could be anything. Yeah, same here. You know the desire is there. You know it's going to enable this, this repetitive form of movie making because it will severely costs how do you know this won't happen and even if that technology leaks out into the public we can make terminator 54 i find i just find that fascinating that's something that isn't being discussed to any large degree i mean we we could make terminator 54 but we'd probably get sued beyond any sort of recognition probably i mean think about the podcast that i'm making i've got the sounds from the ships I could do voice, get the voice actors and try to emulate Captain Janeway as much as possible. I could. Yeah. I can't take her voice, though, because legally, that's not allowed. So there is a legal protection around her voice. But I've got the animation, excuse me. You, I've yeah, got the you, animation. You could, get, you could get really close, couldn't you? Because you could get, there's a lot of impressionists out there right. as well that also do voice stuff. Right. So. And this is just me in my bedroom doing this. Mm. Imagine if you've got... Imagine if you're an art student who's actually got a bit of money behind him and you want to make air quotes, original movies with this technology. And you've got a Mac Pro, whatever the next Mac Pro is in the next 10 years, yeah. that's going to render all this for you. It's going to be amazing. If, if anything, you don't have to go to, to the cinema. You could just make your own movies with your friends and sell it as original content. Like, like you're doing now, but with the sophistication of the deep fake technology and voice manipulation of, you know, algorithm stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the gigabytes... Yeah, right? the gigabytes and the pixels. You can you can do all that. <laughs> the alien craft appears to have dropped its shields. Thank you, female Chekhov. Female Sulu, beam their captain aboard. But captain, are you sure? But she's hurt. She may need our help. Damn! Even if she's injured, as you say, I can't do an examination on a new species without proper research. Damn it, Jim! 
I'm a sexy doctor, not a sexy scientist. Kinosulu, you have your orders. Perhaps the good doctor thinks that certain alien species do not fall under the Hippocratic Oath. I have never refused treatment to a patient, female Spock, and you know that. I think we've seen enough. Your Honor, I object. There's a brilliant bit coming up. It's, it's coming along anyway. People are starting to get to that point anyway now. I mean, look at the Tom Cruise stuff. Let's, it's the guy who does Tom Cruise. I was just Cruise. about to say that. Oh, yeah. It's the guy who does Tom Cruise. What's up, TikTokers? <laughs> You're just like, that looks like Tom Cruise. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That, and that's today with a voice actor who looks already like him anyway. Yeah. Did you ever watch Pogo, the YouTuber? He did, a, he did a Star Trek video where he did the songs from TNG and it's Patrick, he, he's playing Patrick Stewart and Data singing songs. When was this early 2000s? This is like 2016 when it came out. Maybe. I'll, I'll show you. To, I'll put it in the, the, the links. But last night, because I was trying to find some uh, sound files, someone facetuned Pogo. Because Pogo, Pogo is a, he's an audio artist. But what he did is he face painted himself. He did whiteface with Commander Data. And then, okay. he, then he got himself to look like Patrick Stewart with the uniform. He went, he went to the effort of making the uniform, the com badge. And behind him, he, it looks like he's on set, but they're very well-lit videos of him on a digital background. But okay. it looks like he's on the Enterprise. It looks like he's on the Klingon homeworld. So he's singing all these songs. He's doing all this... What's it called? Auto-tune. Auto okay. He's doing all that with those voices anyway. And now someone has deep-faked and put Captain Picard or Patrick Stewart and Brent Spiner back into his videos to make it look like the original actors. So it's come back full circle. So now you've got Brent Spiner singing these Pogo songs that Pogo has created. And Patrick Stewart rocking as Captain Picard with headphones singing his song. I'll show it to you after. Yeah, okay. Good. But it's there. It's already there in a YouTube three-minute video. Gander. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Oh, that's a good segue into the next Yeah, there's topic. a new Futurama series. Yeah. That's all we know, though. That's all we know. But we know that the voice actor that's doing Bender is also... Why? Was that a big deal? It was apparently a big deal. They, he wasn't coming back originally because uh, he didn't accept the amount of money they were giving him. He, he thought he was being low-balled. Uh... So he was like, I'm not coming back for that. And so eventually... But he's already in... Oh, go on, sorry. Eventually, the, yeah, I think they've basically paid up and so he's coming back now. Okay, but he's already doing voice work with... Who's the guy who invented Futurama? Oh, Matt Groening. Matt, Gren Matt Groening. Groening. Groening, yeah. Because I yeah. watch the Enchanted TV series on Netflix. And he's already doing the voice work. So he's already working with Matt Groening on that project. Or is Matt Groening not on the Futurama project? I'm assuming he is because obviously he created it, right? So, so it's I some guess it's fuckery just, between it's him and just, someone else then. It's probably just different, different departments or studios or whatever the fuck. Oh, and it's, okay. probably just, it's probably just balls up pay-wise, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because if Hulu was making it, yeah, Netflix makes the Enchanted. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm talking like a moron. Yeah, I guess so. Do you watch Enchanted? I watched the first season. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was okay. It was okay. I want to compare it. It's, not, it's unfair, but The Simpsons had an amazing pool of talented writers in the first seven or eight or nine series. That's why it's so highly regarded, because there's jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes. Then Futurama comes out, and they've got a different creative team that make references, and they've all got you know, the usual witty jokes as well. 
It's not yeah. as layered, but it is rapid fire with the jokes. But with Enchanted, none of it makes me laugh. It's mm. clever, but there's no references, and it's all inside the character. But the characters, I don't feel, are interesting. Especially the king. Can I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the king goes mad in later series. And he's okay. just making these... <laughs> sounds. Because he's going clinically insane. He'd be classed as clinically depressed or something. He keeps doing it. And there's no, there's no punchline to it. There's no payoff. So okay. I'm just wondering why it's not funny. Okay, it serves the other character. But she isn't doing anything with it because it's actually a more emotional story than Futurama was. I'm kind of lost with how they intend the show to be. And I always felt it was, in the beginning, setting it up so she'd go on adventures like Futurama would do. Because they take the spaceship and just travel anywhere and make jokes yeah. out of it. And this doesn't. They stay around the castle, but I don't feel like there's enough there to make it comedic enough in the same vein as even Futurama. Yeah, I felt like it was a little... It is a little forced. I feel like it's forced in some places. I feel like some of the jokes, some of the interactions, some of the actual scenarios it did seem a little forced in places. So I felt it was good enough for a new sort of startup show to build on. But then I haven't seen, it hasn't made me watch the second series, basically, or the third, if there's a third. I don't, I just, I haven't bothered. I watched the first and then meh. Oh, you didn't, so it didn't keep your interest? Not really, like you say, the the characters weren't massively interesting. Obviously, the artwork and the design is still obviously very reminiscent of Simpsons and Futurama. Um, I like the art style. I'm not complaining against that. Yeah, it'd be cool if they sort of maybe was set in the same sort of vein or universe as the other shows. Maybe it could make references to Futurama or Simpsons in some way or neatly sort of integrate it that way, but it never sort of does the possibilities good, are uh, I mean it's good or bad whatever way you want to take it well but we were talking about member berries then wouldn't we if they're going for that reference yeah but Futurama is an easy one you could have really spun with because it's you could say oh it's a different, a different world and maybe make a little bit of a reference to that I don't know but it wasn't really something I went back to now to be honest with you Just now thinking back to it because it was a while ago when the first season came out so you know, I've sort of gone back on what Good I said. Good news, everyone. Right. We're going to Dreamland. <laughs> Professor, you're already in Dreamland every night. No, there is a real Dreamland. Saying that, though, like the new, the last new time they brought back Futurama, it wasn't exactly... Yes, I wanted to comment on that. The quality of the jokes. Yeah. Align, it kind of actually aligns with the quality of the jokes in Enchanted. Yeah. Okay, they were there, but they weren't clever. The whole Dungeons and Dragons thing... In, the, in one of the movies, okay, fine. But the joke went on for too long and there wasn't enough fun to sustain it. It just didn't feel the same as the previous Futurama seasons. It just, it felt empty. Do you know what I mean? It felt like yes. a, a parody of itself. Yeah, and that's a shame because it was the studio mucking around with Futurama. And so the creative team obviously had to disband. Some couldn't come back, so forth. And that really ruined it. So yeah. I'm not going to blame them, but at least we're aware of it and that tone kind of goes into enchanted a bit i mean that's why i'm i'm kind of excited for the new season but also apprehensive at the same time because obviously they've done this before it wasn't that good and now they're sort of doing it again and i'm like will you do better this time will it have the same sort of feels as the previous seasons 
Well, yeah, the original season. Well, fingers crossed. If they're only doing one season as well, they can put their effort into one. I would prefer that than have many of just empty vessels of what used yeah. to be. If they commission five series, that's a lot of work, and then you, your creative energy is spread out. It's buttered across maybe, what, 50 episodes, assuming if it's 10 seasons. Sorry, 10 episodes a season, like, like normally is, like Enchanted is, actually. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I was editing yesterday, yesterday though, pieces from the Futurama episode where they do the crossover with Star Trek. Okay. And the reason for that is I'm making a promo for another podcast I'm trying to set up, and I'm using the references. And every single line is is a joke. It's unfair to compare it, but it is Star Trek, so there's loads of jokes to make in every single line. But the other episodes in season five, I think, were peak Futurama. How, how many podcasts are you doing, dude? <laughs> uh, this will be the fifth one. I, I stopped doing another one. I stopped doing the Ulysses 31. I just lost interest, and I kind of okay. lost my co-host. So I couldn't be bothered because I watched ahead episode two, three, and four, and I just thought, oh, this just doesn't just just doesn't interest me. So I, I just lost, yeah, I deleted it and removed so it from the feeds got, and whatnot. You've got this one. Have you still got Hello from Hong Kong? Hello from Hong Kong. I did two episodes this month on Hello from Hong Kong. And then you've got Zero Waste, right? Is that a, the Zero Waste one, and then the audio drama, the Star yeah, Trek yeah. audio drama. Yeah, and then this. And fifth then one. this fifth one is another Star Trek one, but it's going to be. A discussion of Star Trek. So okay. you can guest on it. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will, I will do uh, book reviews, music reviews, discuss the episodes. I've already started writing. I want to do like a DVD commentary of Deep Space Nine, but really take it apart in a, in a very critical but joking way because it's seen as the best TV series and a lot of people will see it as the, the one that is... You can you can hold the least amount of criticism towards, whereas Voyager was kind of flawed in its delivery. DS9 was a bit shaky in the beginning, but then it grew into something bigger. But I want to take it apart for fun. And I also will then want to use the podcast as a way to talk about the Voyager podcast. I don't want to put those episodes really in the... Because I delete episodes. I'm trying to create an episode list right. of the story. So sometimes I create promo episodes and then delete them because the promo is finished. I don't want people to look back. Let's say I finish this project, like next year, let's pretend. I won't, but let's say next year. I'll host it for 10 years. People can then download it, and they've just got 25 episodes, just like you can see on Netflix. Mm. Okay, On Netflix, you don't have, they don't include YouTube videos that are important to the story. Or even The Witcher, they'll have the making of separate to the actual story episode. So it's, it's that. It's just the way my OCD the way I framed it. Anyway, it's going to be called Star Trek Reverie. Re- Reverie. Reverie. It's, a, it's a French word. Reverie. But Reverie. And I designed the podcast cover. I did not pay someone to do it. So I saved myself some money. Some, some bucks. That's and good. I was editing the intro yesterday. Well, you designed, the intro episode. You designed our one, right? Uh, I did our one, yes. And I did the Hello from Hong Kong one. And then I did the Zero Waste one. But then I paid for someone to re-edit it. Why? And then I paid someone <laughs> to do the Voyager one. What? Why? Yeah. Uh, because I knew it could be better. Okay. And I wanted someone detached from the project to, 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 to design it. So, so, yeah. Hey, 10 years, this. You see? You see my thing? Yeah. Ten oh, years. yeah. So, your little thing on Facebook, on Instagram, your little celebration. Yeah, 10 years. <laughs> what the hell? I know. Not many episodes to show for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's good. It's it's a great way for us to, to have kept in um, kept in contact as well. Yeah. 
But yes. you don't listen to the episodes when once they're made, though, do you? I have a little listen a here little and there. Listen. I'm not going to like narcissistically listen, listen then, to myself. It's not narcissistic it, because I use it to self-reflect yeah. on what I've said. That's why I know I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't say you know, and well, I shouldn't say like. There has been little things where I have listened to myself. <laughs> I have listened to myself. Right. And I've realized quite a long time ago that I do swear a lot. So I've also tried to limit the amount of time That's I swear. fucking okay. Who said anything was wrong with fucking swearing? It's just myself. Like, I listened to myself and I said fucking, like, so many times in one sort of rant I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it annoyed, it annoyed me listening to it. I was like, why am I fucking swearing so fucking much? Because of the idea that if you swear a lot, then you're of limited vocabulary. There's that general saying, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there is that sort of thought process behind it. Okay, well, you should you can turn it on a little bit. I don't mind. I don't mind you. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Yes, bombs. It's just a little. You can say thing. the N word if you want. Which one? N- none. <laughs> <laughs> the naughty one. The Nazi. Uh, the word Nazi. Oh, of Nazi. Course. Nazi. Yeah, Nazi. You can say Nazi. That's oh, fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's naughty. This. <laughs> Your, vo- your voice is getting deeper, Adam. Yeah, it's naughty. What, it's are you, pro- what are you leading me into? It's provocative. Uh, <laughs> I think, think we better turn the lights down, haven't we? Yeah. Something more saucy. Uh, dim my neon lights a bit lower. Shamalaba ding dong. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I actually want to talk about a TV series that I know you haven't probably ever got the ambition to watch. God, it's going to be somewhat horrendous, isn't it? No, is it? I don't think so. Uh, by the way, just to walk it back, you haven't watched Peacemaker, have you? No. Okay, we'll have to skip that then, won't we? Huh? Okay. Hawkeye, you've, you've not seen. Peacemaker, you've not seen. The Joker movie. I wanted to talk to you about Joker movie before we went on a tangent off DC. Because I know you've seen the Joker movie. Or did yeah. we already talk about this? I'm pretty sure we've already talked about Joker oh, well, it's movie. it's in the show notes. Yeah, probably haven't deleted. We don't delete a lot of stuff. Okay. Well, listeners, if we didn't talk about the Joker movie, we're not going to now. <laughs> okay, so the series I wanted to talk about was For Mankind and is that, Space Force. Is that an Apple series? It is an Apple series. Okay. Created by one of the writers from Star Trek, Ron Moore, and he also did Battlestar Galactica. Do you know anything about For Mankind? I think I've seen it advertised. Because I, I knew... I knew... The name then, when you said it, and I, I knew who it was attached to. I can't remember the trailer, though. I can't. I, I'm sure I've seen the trailer, though. Is it like they go off to different... Like, away from Earth? Is Earth dead? And they have to go away from Earth? Something like that? No. Nothing no? like that. Right, okay. Must be thinking of something else. It's an alternative universe where the Russians landed on the moon first. And it okay. all hinges on this Russian guy. You don't see it in the TV series, but this actually happened in real life where the leader of the space program for the Russians died in a car accident. And then after that, the Russians didn't really have the same sort of energy and organization to getting into space. And so this is a what-if TV series where they're saying that Russian guy, who isn't in the series, lived. Right, okay. He is the one that pushes everybody to make sure that not only were the Russians the first in space, but also were the first on the moon. Okay. And because of that, okay, what are the consequences for that with Americans? Because okay. Sputnik was the first satellite in space made by Russians. Yeah. And that freaked the Americans out. But one of, the, one of the side benefits of Sputnik is that Americans invented GPS because they had to learn how to track that thing because they were scared of it. And there was the idea that it had a, had a nuclear payload and they were going to drop it on America. 
things like that. But GPS came came from that, the global positioning system, which is a weird occurrence because did you know how GPS was made? I didn't okay, know. But through fear, we invented that by accident technology because mathematically they were like, yeah, we can, we can figure that out. And they were like, oh shit, we can make this a technology. So in the TV series, the Russians land first. America is like, well, we fucking lost. So let's just close NASA, which is kind of short-sighted. And it's short-sighted in real life that they just because they won they they just stopped and were like oh well, fuck it we're done we're done now yeah yeah and then what happens instead is that they do land but they got to land second and they they almost fumble it because out of desperation to not lo- lo- not appear upstaged by the russians neil armstrong buzz aldrin they they sort of crash on the moon right and there is this idea that they died i'm not going to spoil it okay. but from that event onwards they say right we've got to be better than the russians the president is on board and as you're watching it they're using archive footage of the actual presidents and maybe some voice tuning. So this goes back to the conversation we had earlier because Ronald Reagan is in the TV show on this video camera that doesn't exist in our timeline, but it does exist in theirs because little pieces of technology have made their way into society. And so everybody who works for NASA can communicate with the astronauts on the moon anytime they want. It sounds like somewhat somewhat similar to the vein of like obviously it's alternate history and there's a show like it called man in high castle which dealt with the fact that what if the germans won i've the heard war? of that i need to watch it it's that's the best thing that i'll watch then yeah it's pretty good i'm a bit behind that i can watch that on the on this website yeah it's when i'm sailing good. the high seas um but it's going to start a third season i think this year okay it does sound I, i'd check that out yeah the guy in the remake of the robocop he's the lead astronaut he was also he was also the one that Peacemaker kills in Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, the TV show is also a family drama because they've got astronaut families and the wives. And so they get to discuss some of the, the problems that exist and how going into space changes their lives. So, in the, so it starts in the 60s, obviously. And you've got this 60s sensibility with how people conduct themselves. And then, not sp- I'm spoiling it now. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it. Okay, they do, time, they do time jumps. So a couple of episodes later, they're in the 70s. Okay. And then in season two, they're in the 80s. And at the end of season two, a foot lands on Mars and it's like 1992. Oh, okay, well. well right, okay. but we're predicted to have men on, the moon, men on Mars by 2030. Yeah. So the TV show is saying, come on, you're like 28, 28 years behind. All because of this one event. Well, a lot, a lot of um, man's technology stems more from... Well, a lot of advancements came from war, didn't it? And stuff like that. That's where most of our stuff has come from. V2 rockets well, all, the, all the precursor actual, to cruise missiles. All, all the space program. The Russians and the Americans were fighting over Nazi scientists. So yeah. That's actually one of the points in the story because there's a guy called Braun, a real guy, and he's in the TV show. So in the beginning, the first few episodes are very closely aligned with actual history. And then and it becomes a what if, but then that tangent starts to grow and grow and grow and veer off from our reality, yeah. which fascinates me because I'm writing a Star Trek what if as well, in a way, yeah. and I'm trying to veer away from the books. And in the beginning, they do start the same and then they veer off. So I'm watching it because I'm, I'm interested in what Ron Moore wants to write, but also on a creative level, I'm trying to see, well, how does that alternative history play out? What's feasible? What changes can you make? Because tele- video conferencing with the moon is, is like a FaceTime between you and me in, I think, in the early 80s in the TV show. And they've got this weird retro 70s looking 
TV screen that has like one button and you just chat with people on the moon. I do like alternate history stuff. I, re- I do recommend the, that TV show. It, it obviously has historical politics involved. And then I assume contemporary politics is, is going to be more of a factor in the, in the 90s. But Netflix have Space Force. You know the comedy about going into space? Yeah. It's not very good. No. I'm watching it because I'm, I'm just... I, I've, watched, I've binge-watched both seasons. I watched two episodes. <laughs> it's not funny, is it? it? It's... It tries. It's like Enchanted. It tries to be funny. Yeah, it's like Enchanted. The characters are, are zany, but they're not clever in a funny no. way. I think I laughed once. There was one scene I liked in it. There was one scene where it was like the fucking... I think the monkey went ape shit on the other satellite. He's trying to control the fucking monkey remotely with like with his obviously commands and stuff and he's he thinks at one point the monkey's gonna save the mission and it's doing really well and he's like oh my god this could actually work and it just completely goes tits up <laughs> the monkey just dies <laughs> <laughs> but it's, talking about only, it is funnier that's the only fucking funny part and i was like and then i watched i think the third episode i'm like this is fucking shit i watched the third one i was like nah i'm out well i've stuck i've stuck to it i've stuck through it sorry yeah and Again, it's another alternative history. After coming from watching Mankind, or from Mankind, and then, and then watching this. Although, I, I watched season one of Space Force first last year. I binge-watched For Mankind recently, so I'm just giving you the timescale for this. And then I just finished Space, Bo- Space Force season two. There's nothing to laugh about, except for one joke, maybe. But I just find it interesting there's two TV shows that are practically doing the same thing. Except one's versus the Chinese, one is versus the Russians. And one of them inserts contemporary references to, to woke culture, representation, diversity and stuff. But the, 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 the TV show isn't any better for it on a qualitative level. But the other one sticks to the story of what would happen if we lost the space race. And then yeah. you get the family drama that comes from that. Space Force doesn't... I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't compare the two, but they're very close. But one of them suffers in terms of, well, in terms of being entertaining. And I, I'm interested in knowing why. But at the same time, for all the praise that's put on Star Trek Discovery, oh, we've got this gay guy. Oh, we've got this black girl. Oh, da 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 All this wonderful representation. Space Force has all that. And they don't discuss it. And there's yeah. no outcry. There's no outrage on Twitter. Because they have. They literally have the first person on the moon is a black woman. That yeah. could be seen as... That could be seen by some people as well that's bullshit you're not going to give it to a white man da, 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 da. but it's a brand new show and it, it doesn't matter we've got black astronauts even for mankind makes a point about black astronauts and it serves the story this kind of does serve the, the the story and the character but the black woman is the lead astronaut great fine don't have a problem with that what's interesting is that she's banging this asian guy but you never really see an asian guy and a black woman or black and asian people do it in tv shows it's sort of like the next thing to represent more asian representation and then you want mixed race re- representation whereas okay. star trek discovery they're like oh we've got this black woman but then she dates a black guy but the show is supposed to be super progressive because it's got to tell you it's got to tell a gay guy how to use fucking pronouns to a transgendered person it's so insular and yet at the same time i don't give a shit because you're not doing anything with the story yes yet this one is and it's doing it better than Star Trek. <laughs> they even got a Filipino guy who's a scientist, who's, who I think is a transvestite. I think. It's a he, but it looks like a girl. 
a woman with the haircut. And they haven't discussed it, and I don't care. I'm just curious. But you know, you don't even have a, a Filipino in Star Trek. But go on. It's coming off Netflix now, isn't it? That discovery. It's gone. Yeah. Good. That's yeah, all on Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it could fucking stay gone. That should be erased from all of Star Trek. Oh, I, I agree, I agree. If you want to play the game of, oh, we're progressive, then you can say it's not progressive enough. And if anything, I, I don't know if you know this, but in the show, there are, there's hardly any white guys. They're making a point of not having any white guys in the show. Oh, in Discovery? All the leaders of the world happen to be female, and they're alien. And even the president of Earth was, was uh, someone called Stacey Abrams, who, was, who is a black senator in America. Right. So you can tell it's wearing its politics close to its chest. So all the world leaders are women. There's an admiral who's a guy, but he's, but he's Arabian. He's from the Middle East. And there's no white men on the bridge. There's only one white guy who works on the ship, main cast, and he's gay anyway. So there's all these subtle nods. But also the show segregates the characters. All the gay alphabet characters are together. All the black characters are together. And then all the minor bridge characters are also in another group. It's really weird. But it's supposed to be progressive, and yet why does the show segregate all the characters? Why don't they mix? I'm, I'm so glad I stopped watching after season one. But at the same time, the demographics don't represent the actual demographics of America. The black people are over, overrepresented on the TV show. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, where are the Hispanics? Where are the Latinos? There's none. But when people argue on Twitter, they are saying, oh, you're racist because you don't like the show. You don't want a black woman and stuff. All that shit. Yeah. But where are the racists on Space Force? Why aren't there racists saying, no, it wouldn't be a black woman who's the first on the moon? There's probably... They're not there. Why? That's not... very interesting, don't you think? There's probably not a lot of people watching Space Force. <laughs> 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 to give a shit. Probably, but, but do you think... Here's, here's an odd question. Do you really think racists discriminate in the sense that if they don't want to see a black woman in the context of this show then surely the same racists don't want to see a black woman in the context of that show and that show. But it seems that they're discriminating who to be racist towards when it comes to certain black women on certain TV shows. And that's just not possible. If you're racist, then you're against all of them because you hate all of them, right? I've thought about this. But that does make sense, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but it makes sense because now, now we get to talk about, well, why? Why are there supposedly racists watching Star Trek? Because Star Trek has always been progressive. So it wouldn't be a show for racists to begin with. And so now you get, now you get to the next level. Well, if this discussion exists, it, it exists because it's a, it's a sign of deflection from the show's creators who understand, oh shit, this is not a good product. So we've got to deflect. Oh, well, you're just racist. You don't want to see a black captain. It's like, hang on, but we, we, we chugged down seven seasons of uh, Captain Sisko. What are you talking about? Yeah. You don't like women. Well, we chugged down seven seasons of Voyager. What are you talking about? <laughs> Simply put, a shit show that no one's watching, maybe, allegedly, yeah, yeah. like Space Force, illustrates that the discussion on Star Trek has been maligned. Someone's interfering with the narrative to hide the fact that it's a shit TV show. If, you're not, if, it, wasn't any, if it wasn't Star Trek, nobody would be watching it, just like you just said without Space Force. I think it has its own audience. Do you know what I mean? I think it has oh, its yes. own audience. Oh, yes. Very tailored audience who will defend it. I think it does, to be honest with you. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I think so. No, no, it really does. It really does. Yeah, unfortunately. One of the flaws I found, oh, it was illustrated to me, is that in the background, there was a wheelchaired uh, person roaming the hallways of the starship. 
Discovery, person in a wheelchair. And that character was put there, that background actor was put there because people want to be represented. Wheelchair users want to be represented. I don't have a problem with that, but you would think in the year 3000, we'd cure any problem that would involve putting someone in a wheelchair. (laughs) So you can't, in the conceit of the show and the universe you've created, have that form of representation unless it was an alien and it was a brand new problem, new biology, and you had to try and fix it. You can't do that. That's the fundamental problem with the show because it has to tell you and it has to represent in this way and it can't use allegory. And allegory for a lot of people isn't good enough. And I've had these amazing Twitter fights this week where allegory is wrong. It's, It's bad. And you need to tell people Literally, these things. You've had Twitter fights? No way. <laughs> the gist of it is that I was, I was wrong for believing that allegory is effective as a means to tell a story. Okay. You've got to show. You've got to tell people the problem. You, have to, yeah. you can't use allegory. Yeah, you have to paint a picture. It's so weird. And this, I will tell you this one, though. This guy, allegory uses symbols. And when I watched Star Trek, do you remember the episode where the guy's got a black face on one side, he's got a white face on the other, but then the guy he's fighting has the black face on this side, so they're opposites. Yes. That is a very literal thing to say, black and white people are fighting each other, and they shouldn't, because skin, skin difference is, 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 is bullshit. Yeah. Especially if you're black on your left cheek, and he's black on his right cheek, and vice yeah. versa. Okay, so it illustrates that point. I watched that as a kid. I knew as a kid, well, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Why, why would you fight? His face, is, his face is black only on the left, not on the right. And the white face is on the left. Uh, what, what? So as a kid, I got that. But as a kid, I also never encountered racism. But I fucking knew picking on someone's skin color was moronic. <laughs> and this guy said to me, oh, so if you never encountered racism, then you've never seen black or white people before. I couldn't. I, I, I was like, who am I talking to? What the fuck? He, because he wanted to make the point that... That allegory in that one specific episode of TOS was bullshit and heavy-handed. But he didn't understand the perspective of a child watching that because it's a family-friendly TV show. We're talking about it, me and him are talking about it as adults. So of course it does look ridiculous. But you've got to watch it in the context of its time. I think that's the point. The point of it is, yes, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I said to him, you can't have literally a black person fight a white person on the bridge of the Enterprise. You couldn't do that because one, it would go against the sensibilities of the TV makers of the 60s. But two, Uhura is black and Kirk is white yeah. and they'd have to take sides yeah. based on race. Yeah. But because you make it an alien, they're yeah. segregated from that problem because they solve. Yeah, they try to show. <laughs> are, are people just like, they can't get subtle references anymore. They have to have things literally in their face and go look this is what this is that's what's dangerous because that is what propaganda is allegory is not propaganda because it explains the situation from various angles i just lose my mind on twitter talking to these people because i just think how can i mean it's bad enough even before twitter remember when americans would use the word literally meaning figuratively and now literally means figuratively but figuratively also means figuratively i mean that's bullshit in itself Literally means both literally and figuratively. So thanks, America, <laughs> with your fucking Diet Pepsi and your fucking Simpsons and your baseball. We've got this bullshit to deal with. But Twitter is now extending this idiotic 
mentality where allegory is supposedly not good enough. It's not subtle. No. And you've got to tell us the problem. I feel like that's the problem with most things these days. Yeah. It's all in the modern shows and these writers. Why don't they have subtext? The, the audience has to be babied through episodes of stuff and go, look, this is what this is. And this is what it means. So it has, it has, everything has to be over-explained to the point. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets frustrating sometimes because it's quite clear as day sometimes when you're watching some things and you're like, oh. I don't understand why people are lapping it up. You don't you want to be entertained? Don't you want a mystery? Why does everything have to be explained on a basic, on a basic level, like as though your dad's telling you off? I get sad sometimes because obviously you... you, you <laughs> You're saying it's an old person, but then you're watching stuff from your back in fucking 10, 20 years ago. And yeah, I'm sometimes I'm watching things and I'm like, oh, they couldn't, they couldn't make it like that anymore because it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll piss somebody off or piss some other fucking person. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yes, I, I just don't understand. I was trying to think what I watched recently and I thought, well, they couldn't make that anymore. I think that was it. It was, it was just, I was at my mum's. We were watching, it just came on the TV. And it was like, you've probably seen it. It was like Meet the Fockers, right? Ben still a film. From, from 2004, <laughs> right. right? And they were doing jokes in that. And they couldn't do that shit anymore. I was like, wow. They just couldn't do it. I think they were making references. Circumcising and having sex with his nanny and stuff like that. And speaking Hispanic in certain ways. And it was just like, they couldn't do that shit anymore. Because it'll offend fucking shitloads of people. And they just get blasted yes. on Twitter. But then back then, only, only in 2004, only in 2004, back then it was okay. Like no one was really kicking yeah, but, off. I mean, if you want to go back to this idea that we're getting old, the passage of time, if you in 2000 said, oh, it's only 1984, it's only 1984, it, it feels different. Yeah. But 2004 is now 18 years ago. Know, yeah. That's like you saying, it was only 1982 and it's the year 2000. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 mind, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah. But you are, in a way, you are right. Yeah. But then that shows that we've grown up and experienced more of the passage of time. And yeah. the, seven, the 80s and 90s were, how can I explain it? They just seemed more distant. Whereas the 2000s, the noughts, and now the, the, this decade, now, which has no fucking easy name. Is, uh, the noughties? Or? No, but it seems... No, what I mean is, is that this, de- this century feels like one decade yes but the 90s yeah. was defined as a decade and the 80s and the 70s oh, okay. and the 60s yeah i know what you mean yeah i know what you mean this yeah. one feels like two decades in one yeah and it's yeah. really aggravating someone said i remember someone saying on, on twitter yeah the uh modern shows like star trek enterprise and discovery they're just so different and someone said what are you talking about star trek enterprise a modern tv show it ended 15 years ago i'm like shit that's like that's like Back to the Future, you know, talking about Back to the Future in the year 2000. It was like, yeah, it's not a modern TV show. It might be in Blu-ray, it might be in 4K, but it's not modern anymore. It's gone. That's it. I mean, heck, yeah. the first Star Trek rebooted movie was 2009, and that is now coming up to 13 years ago. The first Marvel movie was 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah. The first Marvel MCU movie, sorry. And yet that seems... I'll tell you what, it's Marvel's fault. It's Marvel's fault for having the cinematic universe dragged out across a decade and a half. And we're led to believe that they're all modern movies. And when you think back, you think, oh, Iron Man, yeah, I'll give that a watch. My kids will enjoy that. And that dad is from 2008. <laughs> we just watched Doctor Strange 2. It's 2022. It's 14 years old, dad. I wasn't even born, dad. Again, though. <laughs> again, though, Iron Man. What? It's just another film, though. You could say, well, they couldn't really make that now like it is because it would get bombed to fuck. That wasn't a Disney movie, don't forget. That was a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, Marvel, yeah. So that's very different in tone. 
as well. Even even Tony Stark changed. What was the first Iron Man? Was it Iron Man Two under Disney? I think so. Or was it Iron Man Three? Because like yeah, original Iron Man, he was a a weapons dealer. <laughs> so... Yeah, and they they put that to the side. Yeah, didn't they? They didn't discuss that again. Oh man, there's a, there's like a theme running through this episode today. Time, time, time changes us. Perspective. Holy shit. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's 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 not it's fair. Slipping away, slipping away like the grains of sand through an hourglass. Did you get that reference? Oh fuck! It's from Futurama where the guy's like, "Oh, I have all the time to read. The, I'm the last man on earth, and I can read all the books in the library." And then his glasses break. <laughs> Oh yeah, the Twilight Zone thing. It's not fair. The Twilight Zone thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Twilight Zone rift. And now we we have Netflix and everything. We have all of this to watch, and then we're like, oh, but some people think it's too old. It's not fair. <laughs> Shit. No, but the Futurama one, he loses his eyes, doesn't he? And he's like, well, I can read Braille. Oh. And then his fingers yeah, fall yeah, off. Yeah, he keeps falling off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he screams, and then his tongue falls out, and he just dies. <laughs> oh man, where were we now? What else can we wax wax on about nostalgia and changes? Gone off on a yeah, anyway, the perspective of these people, they must be younger people. They have to be, yeah. Because they have to be. They just Absolutely. Because they've known they've known nothing else but this. They've known nothing else. These these are the yes. these are the TikTok generation everything. It's, it, honestly, that's what it is. It, the TikTok's such a poison. I, I think things went to shit when Tumblr said we're not doing porn anymore and everyone jumped on Twitter. That's when the shit hit the fan. Tumblr. <laughs> All the weirdos sequestered away on Tumblr went to Twitter. Because you can have porn on Twitter. So they were like, okay, new home here. Get the gay, gay pride flags out for everyone to see. We, we, we live in an age of like OnlyFans, TikTok, and fucking just people making short little two-minute videos. That reminds me, speaking about gay pride flags. If you look at Twitter bios from before the great Tumblr Exodius, Twitter profiles just seem to say, I'm a happy girl living in the Midwest, or... I like croissants, or irony is ironic. Just these weird Twitter profiles because no one knew what no one knew what to fill in that space. Well, of course, they will put their location, or they'll say, "I am a bank manager, working nine to five, hope, hoping to become a podcaster." Huh? And now they'll put everything now. Right, but now profiles were loaded with political uh, signage, the gay pride flags. Okay, and then we get to know what you're identifying with, and then when that wasn't good enough, then they started changing the user handles. So now it's Tom, she, her. Oh yeah, he, gay pride he, flag. She or she her. Trans flag. Or she her or him her. Yeah, yeah. It's in the username, so it becomes even more in your face. It's it escalates. First they're on Tumblr, then they put it in the Twitter profile, and then it goes into the Twitter username because you've got to know the pronouns before you engage with the person. It's all signalling, so you know who you're talking to. Mine has stayed the same throughout. I'm old school. I reckon, in the next ten years we're going to see our first male pregnancy. That's already happened. They've claimed it as a male pregnancy in order to distort the difference between the genders. Huh? But it's, yeah, it's a woman who trans transitioned into a man, but she kept her ovaries. And then they said, oh, this is the first male pregnancy because she identifies as a male. <laughs> you know, another failure of Star Trek Discovery is if you're in the year 3000, you could, I would assume, you could take a pill and become a woman. You don't need to have any surgery. Okay. So what would that be like if the captain of the Starship Discovery had to become a man for whatever plot that it was required for? And she took a pill or a suppository, okay, and it changed her body. And it was like a chemical process that lasted maybe a day. And then you have a male character playing Michael Burnham. Michael. Michael 
Burnham, Burnham. A man playing Michael Burnham, okay? And she could take another pill and change her, change her race. She could become a Ferengi, a male Ferengi, just for the day. And then she has to transition back. What would that be like? How would that serve the story? Maybe it's in like an espionage story or something. But the show doesn't even do that. It's just basically Star Trek that we knew from 30 years ago, transplanted with all the technology elements into the year 3000. But what will we become in, in a thousand years? The show doesn't talk about that. It's such a failure of the imagination. Instead, it's, oh, I'm they, I'm she, they. And I'm going to tell you, Mr. Gay Guy, because you didn't use your pronouns properly. Yeah, it's just, it's just today's politics in a show that's set a thousand years from now. <laughs> so weird, you can write it yourself. We could write up interesting things about where we're going to take ourselves. If you go back to the 90s, gay people were getting bombed in the UK. Yes. There were nail bombs thrown into London pubs, killing, killing gay men. And now you can get married as a gay guy. So we've made a lot of progress. So what's going to happen in a thousand years? I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be putting any politics, any, anything I fucking do, or, or could imagine that would be happening in like a thousand years. It'd just be like, what crazy adventure a set of characters would be going on. I wouldn't be like concentrating on the fucking world view of politics and stuff. It just gets over convoluted. It's so restrained as a TV show. It's so restrained. It's just such a failure of imagination. It's just a shame it's attached to the star. It's sullied the Star Trek brand. <laughs> but, but again, if it wasn't called Star Trek, you made the joke that you don't watch Space Force. Who would watch this TV show if it didn't have those eight letters attached to it? That's the fascinating part to it. But because it is Star Trek and you can link it back to all the other shit, it's got some kind of integrity. It's, it's sad though, because obviously... <sighs> There's got to be a percentage of the fucking Star Trek fan base that is like, I'm on board with this, <laughs> which is sad. Well, there is. is. sad in a way. There is, there is, there is. Which is sad because they've watched shows and they clearly value the IP, but they've just gone, ah, this is good. And it's not. <laughs> it clearly isn't. It's just clearly yeah. shit. I, I can understand the new ones who don't know cat shit from dog shit, but what gets me is when someone on Twitter says, oh, I was around when TOS aired. It's like, really? You made the transition from over 60 years ago as a kid to watching it now and you think it's fine? I, I, what were you watching? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like Doctor Who's dead to me now. That could be the same, in the same breath as the new Star Trek. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking horrible. And they won't let it go either. They won't, they won't change it either. They're just they're carrying on with this shit, even though the ratings must be plummeting to hell. The show's been panned, even by its fan base, and they're still so reluctant and so blatantly yeah. is going no we're still going to do this and it's like what, what gets hell? me with that though is that those writers for the bbc are not the same writers as the writers in america because there is this stereotype that all of these writers are called cw writers okay you know what that means yeah. but the bbc they're not cw writers so why why are they doing exactly the same thing well they've got the same tendencies shouldn't they know and stick stick to the integrity of storytelling? Yeah. Why is it switching? I, I heard that Hugh Grant wants to be the Doctor next. <laughs> Christ. I wouldn't mind, as long as it's written really well. It'd have to be written really well. It'd have to, it needs a new showrunner or something to bloody happen. Surely, they must see the negative feedback and go, we need to make a change here. This isn't working, clearly. What's his name's coming back? The guy who oh, started what, did, it? Um, uh, the, when, yeah, when it started. Before Stephen Moffat, he's coming back to it. I just don't hold any confidence. I'm just, it's too shaken now to be like, well, let's try and correct all of that. Because they've changed all of Doctor Who, haven't they? The, the origin of Doctor Who 
they've changed it all. They've subverted it. And gone, oh, he wasn't really a Time Lord. He was from these other folks. And you're like, Yeah, what? and it was a black girl. He was a black girl first. Yeah, what the fuck? Do they actually hear themselves? I want to be in, sat in the room when they come up with this shit. And she'd be like, no, we can't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> so, so we're just going to throw away oh, wild. years of material, years of lore. Just fuck that. that, didn't, that that's wrong. <laughs> One more thing before we move on. In terms of representation, every single show nowadays is representing. Star Trek Discovery doesn't have that. And I've just argued that Space Force does it better, but it doesn't get the, doesn't get the credit for it. Maybe because, like you say, no one's watching it. So when we look at the criticism of the show, they can't boast about anything because it's so easy to represent now. What we care about is the story and what is a good story. Something like For All Mankind. And I'll tell you something, if you watch For All Mankind, it's got Star Trek vibes. Mm. It's got an optimism that is there in Star Trek. It's not a dystopian telling, a retelling of our future, potential future. Yeah. Okay? So Space Force, actually. It's optimistic. Yeah, it's optimistic. <laughs> it's got nothing else going for it. It is optimistic, it's just not, it's just not funny. <laughs> we can laugh at how not funny it is. I watched a movie, so we're switching over now, I watched a movie called Studio 666, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, Adam hasn't watched this. And I'm, sh- and I'm so surprised you haven't watched it. Even now your face is telling me you haven't Wait, watched it. Wait, is that it. the Foo Fighter one? Yeah. Right, okay. You haven't is watched it? Out it? Now? Have you watched it? Yeah, I watched it online. Oh, I've not watched it. No. So you knew about I, it, you just didn't know it I knew know about it, it, it cause it's like a, a Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl thing and it's a bit odd because it's like a band the actual band story yeah who are rehearsing yeah yeah it's crazy they go into a house and the house gives them weird mojo or whatever yeah yeah it's a comedy horror but it isn't that funny and it isn't that scary sadly well i i, I was kind of thinking it was a stretch for a band to all of a sudden go out the comfort zone and go we're gonna do a movie now it was very odd it's very know. odd. Well, actually, the Foo Fighters have done movies before. Yeah, they've been in movies okay. before. Okay, uh, yeah, this is the first story. I've got to tell you, though, the band's acting is fucking terrible. <laughs> they can't act for shit. Even, even Dave Grohl. Yeah. I mean, Dave Grohl must get like 80% of the lines. And I'm like, why? He gets 80%. Like, almost every scene is him. Oh, fucking hell. And I'm thinking, okay, he's, I know he's the lead singer, but you're not going to share it around a, share it around a bit? But no, he gets 80% of the lines. The shit happens to him. I mean, well, okay, one of the other guys is banging Whitney Cummings. You know Whitney Cummings, the comedian? Yeah, I see a picture of her. I can't remember. She, she's in the movie as well. Um, but what I did like about it, and what will take you out of it, is the horror aspect where they're using old school props and blood on the face and tangible things that they interact yeah. with. That is actually reminiscent of the old like Freddy Krueger movies or Jason movies, stuff like that. But then they switch to some ghosts and it's, it's clearly cgi and then it's like this is not this is just not scary <laughs> and it's such a shame but it's yeah. there it's like a crossover between old movies and modern movies where they try to well just use cgi as a, as a crutch to to tell a scary story i i just took a the gore there's a lot of gore in it right i can imagine i saw from the trailer i could imagine so yeah they go probably for shock value more than anything i don't want to spoil it but there's but the sex scene is funny as fuck yeah it's ridiculous it was just unusual to me because i I saw like obviously i like foo fighters and so i saw this advertised on like i think first i saw advertised on their facebook page and i was like what the fuck is this oh it's (laughs) it's real it's not just a music video or some weird shit it's an actual proper movie that they're doing which is just so out there it's just very strange that's what came that's what came to mind straight away i just thought this is very strange and why are they doing this (laughs) (laughs) i'm happy they 
they did the movie. It was interesting. Anyway, um, I mean, I'll, I can find something of value to talk it's about. Different, I guess. For like, I mean, if you're creatively in that, well, obviously they're cre- their creative environment all the time. I guess you want to try new things. I guess you want to sort of branch out into a new uh, little environment. I guess because you know, obviously, creating studio al- album after studio album probably just get repetitive and. It, the way of doing that all the time must be so exhausting sometimes to try and come up with new material. So trying something like going into a movie, for instance, is probably a breath of fresh air to them. Let's try this. This could be fun. Why not? Yeah, I agree. Anyway, try and watch it if you can. I thought you'd be interested because you you are into Foo Fighters more than me. Yeah, I was going to give it a watch anyway. Just, yeah, because of that reason alone. The other three things I want to flick through quickly, because we're at the, um, we're just over the two hour mark, almost. We've both got real life to uh, attend to. Uh, Amazon Amazon have a series called Reacher. Yes, good. It's worth watching. It looks, I'm not going to spoil it. Looks it looks good, and it is on my watch list. Actually, I'm going to be checking okay. that out. It's faithful to the book. Not that I've read the book, but that is high praise. Somebody said though it probably is too faithful to the book because some parts is like a book. It's boring, but I liked it all the way through. I've heard that the guy playing Jack Reacher is very good, and that's why they already cleared it for a season two. So, unlike the Tom Cruise version. He actually looks and acts the part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I want to say something, but I'll wait till you watch, for you to watch it anyway. Okay. The other one I wanted to mention was The Adam Project. Yeah. Have you seen it? I was meant to watch it last weekend, actually, but I didn't. So I'm going to try on Saturday to watch it. Is that decent? Because I, I was thinking it could be a mixed bag. What was the one where it's, it's the same guy with The Rock and the woman who played Wonder Woman? Uh, and that oh, was a Netflix movie. Um, Red... Red Notice? Red Notice. There's a certain feeling with Netflix movies, except for the one with the vampire on the aeroplane that we watched, but that's probably because it was a German production. But the American ones, they have the same feeling where it, a lot of it is CGI'd, and there's no, there's no room for the background to grow, yeah. to breathe. They're just in a location, and it just serves the story. For, uh, so it just serves the scene. It doesn't serve the story in a way. It's not interesting. And there's just a, there's just a staleness mm to those Netflix movies that you don't get with uh, like a, a movie that you then bring to Netflix later. I feel like Red Notice was definitely heavily supported by the fact that it had pretty much three big actors in it. it they heavily they yeah. carried the film, basically, with their own charisma and their own, the way they portray the characters. Yeah. That's probably what heavily made the film more watchable than what it would be if it was just... I don't know, some unknowns that were thrown in those, in those yeah. roles and stuff. You should watch it, and then we can talk about it. Hey, I'll definitely watch it, because I like Ryan Reynolds, but it's just Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, but then also the kid, the kid is also playing Ryan Reynolds. Does it feel like the kid's doing a good job of playing Ryan Reynolds? Yes, okay. the kid is really okay, good. Cool. Yeah. He's really, and you, you can see it in the eyes. It looks like, yeah, if he grows up, he could look like Ryan Reynolds. The eyes of, he's a cute kid. I, I like that. There's a, lot of, there's, a good, there's a lot of good child actors coming recently with things. Um, you know, obviously, you, you look at Stranger Things, for example, but also, like, the new Ghostbusters movie, the, the girl in that was very good as well. Yes. Um, okay, if you can, try and watch that, Studio 666. But just to go back onto the idea of a scene, I watched a 1968 movie called Once Upon a Time in the West. It's a Sergio Leone movie. Yeah. It's, it's a famous movie. They remade movie. that, didn't they? Uh, no, I don't think they did. I think they've made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Once Upon a Time in America okay. and Once Upon a Time in... That's probably, that's probably what I'm thinking about. Right. And first 10 minutes, nothing happens. It's just, it's just visual and audio. There's no dialogue. And I just thought to myself, there's no movie that does this 
today. They wouldn't let the atmosphere breathe. And that's what I'm trying to get at with the Netflix stuff. It's just, we're there in that scene. Those are the bad guys. Let's just do it and then get on to the next thing. Yeah. And I can't, it's not fair to compare it to Sergi Leone, of course. But if you watch other films from earlier ages, they do let the background breathe. They give you a, a flavor of the world that these people are in. It's not just, well, he's at home. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And everything that is associated with home. Oh, he's at the he's at dad's his his dad's work at the science facility. Okay, there's it just seems to be empty. There's nobody there. There's no life to the to the places that they're going to. And in this movie, these three bad guys walk into this train station and they fuck around with the with the attendant and tell the Indian lady to fuck off. And they just wait for this train. That's all. And we're waiting with them. And the guy is he's got a fly in his mouth and he's trying to go. <laughs> I don't know how they got the fly to act so well, but <laughs> the fly is... The guy's like blowing it off with his mouth. He doesn't try to whack it. He's just so lazy. <laughs> and the fly is there. And you hear this thing like creaking. Like, ear, ear, ear. It's just like this sign or something. And then the train comes in. You've got to watch it. And the sound of the train and there's no one on the train. And they're all like, what the fuck? We're supposed to meet this I've guy. I've got enough to watch, kind of thing. Right, I've got enough to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is three hours. It is three hours. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. Not a chance. But but, but seriously, it is worth a watch. If you want to... For everything that we've talked about, this is a good example of something that you should enjoy and just appreciate because they won't make movies like this anymore unless you go to some art house cinema, someone who's not swallowed up by the Hollywood machine, which is what it is now. It's a machine. It's not giving you the art as it once did. Other than that, the Kingsman prequel, I watched that. Have you seen Kingsman prequel? No. Okay. Is that okay? Would be, would be nice if you did. I really, I'm, not, I'm not really into Kings. <laughs> oh, okay. Though. I thought you'd just watch any old shit. No, I have taste. When it's on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's a movie that has an odd turn, but historically it tries to be as accurate as possible. So it's kind of half and half. It's got the, it's got the vibe of an atmosphere that it's trying to create yeah. because it's based on real historical principles or uh, things that are established. But then there's also the fantasy aspect to it as well. Yeah, and tonally, tonally it's a bit off. I don't want to spoil it, but if you're not going to watch it, then fine. No. Fuck you. Fucking, historically, Hellboy was like in there as well, yeah. We'll just throw in Hellboy. <laughs> because it's got the devil. Uh, the devil's in the Bible. some fantasy aspects. <laughs> Based in history. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I'm done. I'm happy to uh, to end this podcast. Yeah, cool. I'm, 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 I'm all done. I have nothing left to say. I am good. It is. Because you haven't watched anything. I've watched lots. <laughs> just not what you've watched. No, but I actually, considering this is our 10th year anniversary episode, yeah. I am happy that we've managed, even though we haven't watched the same things, we've connected on the things that make TV and movies interesting. We have. And we've gone meta or postmodern with our discussion of the things that we talk about today, rather than just talking about the tv series itself we've gone behind the scenes yeah, i feel like we've we've talked the different topics it's been good, good yeah we've, we've gone into we've delved we've <laughs> delved into this more deeply than normal that's right and we kept the woke stuff to the side quite a bit actually that's right it's good as well as kept it should it hard yes yeah i'm just gonna hold on i can't reach your back but if you if you reach yours pat, yeah pat the back congratulations to me yeah. yeah it's a shame i can't fillet you otherwise you know that would, that would really be the icing on the 10-year anniversary cake. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? The, literally the icing. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Ugh. Okay, 
I haven't had my breakfast. It's 10 a.m. already. Ooh, so, 10 a.m. And I've got work in soon. In Hong Kong. And you're 3 a.m.? I am 2. 2 oh, a.m. Oh, you had the daylight. You had the daylight go back. You know yes. they're changing that in America. They're going to stop doing that. Oh, are they? Yeah. Why? They've made the case that this year... Oh, no, it starts next year, but they've got a year to get it organized. That it just causes economic problems and heart attacks and all sorts of other problems that you get with a time zone shift when your clocks go forward. Oh. Yeah. There are more car accidents per year, or on that in that period of time, huh. of a of a date of a time shift. Okay. So they've thought, okay, let's let's change it. So the aviation committee has said you need to give us a year, and I think the shipping industry has said that to make the conversion. Okay. Yeah, because we don't do it in Hong Kong, and Hong, and China technically has five time zones, <sighs> or is across five time zones, and we don't change the clocks. So the poor bastards on the east side wake up at an ungodly hour in the morning, but it only says it only says five <laughs> o'clock. And yet here it's 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 fine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because Russia is on top of China, yeah. and Russia there's five time zones across across the part of China where China is. Yeah. Well, I, I for the first for the first time ever, I looked at a, a map, a globe thing, right? <laughs> a, globe a globe thing, thing right? Whatever. I'm describing it very very good, um, and I realised that like literally America and Russia are like fucking like practically touching. Or a part of the same sort of thing. But they're in the middle part where no one yeah, is. But so I mean, no one's, you, no one you cares. You see, like, the, the Europe sort of map. So it looks like they've got a whole space of sea between them. So this is the first. I, I only saw this, like, a few weeks ago. And I was like, holy shit. Why did I realise that? I'm so bad at geography, man. I know. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. Someone did, someone did make the point on Twitter, though, that they said, there is a war that breaks out between Europe and Russia. Can you please do it? Or between America and Russia, can you please do it in the Pacific Ocean? Because you're right next to each other. You don't need to fight over Europe, like over the top of yeah, Europe. Yeah. You can do it in the ocean. Yeah, do that way. Just, just go the other yeah, way. Do that way. But they're all focused. They're all focused in on Europe because that's where all the that's bullshit also is. Also, actually, just fly also, over I'm there. I'm proud of us. We didn't actually mention the events going on right now at all. Yeah, we just got straight into the TV. That's and right. News. We ignored that. That's not going this is on. A, this was a Ukraine-Russia free it was. zone. <laughs> We could we could pretend that this podcast was recorded in February because yep. all this shit was available except for Studio Sixty Six. <laughs> I mean, is anything all right? Is, is everything in Hong Kong? Have you, does he mention anything to reference any of that shit that's going on? But as the protests were kicking off here, there was this Hong Kong people were shit hot for this Ukrainian movie about how they won their independence in two thousand and fourteen, okay. and it involved a lot of people right. dying. It's a pretty harrowing right. movie where they where they said go away Russia and. They were using it as a basis to create a freedom movement in Hong Kong against China and that they'd have to accept that people would die. Okay. Okay. So there is there is a relationship between Hong Kong and Ukraine amongst the Hong Kong people. But now that movie, I think, could be banned here. And there are movies about Hong Kong that you can only watch in Taiwan because they're banned here. Wow. Yeah, because if because if you play it, then it's seen as contravening the national security Fuck law. Hell. And then you're in deep shit. We've got websites that are banned here. Because they go against the national security law. They've just said, right, that website doesn't work in Hong Kong. You can't access it in Hong Kong. I think that's crazy, man. But it goes, they're breaking the law. And as far as they're concerned, America has a national security law. European countries have a national security law. So what they've done is just as the same as other Western countries. So politically, politics just isn't discussed online as much as it should be. You just have to watch what you say. Otherwise, you contravene the law, which is not what I'm doing. I'm just highlighting it uh, okay i'm not against the government <laughs> okay. <But> anyway 
<laughs> JJ's been okay. listening to. <laughs> I love I love He's this get his citizenship revoked. <laughs> like no. No more. <laughs> right, can I end this podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm treading on dangerous grounds. Right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs>